Welcome to Standard Chartered India Money Insights, a podcast series that brings you topical insights and local perspectives on India's markets from the experts. Hi, I'm Vinay Joseph, Head of Investment Products and Strategies at Standard Chartered Bank India. Welcome to another edition of Views from the Street, bringing you market views and insights on how you should look at your investments from industry veterans and market experts. Today we are joined by an industry veteran who needs no introduction, Mr. Prashant Kemka, founder of White Oak Capital. Thank you, Prashant, for taking time out and joining our podcast. Thank you, Vinay, for having me here on your podcast. So let's start with the most pressing question, which is on most investors' mind. We've seen a lot of global headwinds, but despite that, Indian markets have been quite resilient. In fact, been among the only few who are closer to the all-time highs. Do you think that equity markets have priced in all these key headwinds like slowing global growth, higher inflation, interest rates and geopolitical tensions? Certainly. No, this is certainly an important question. But I like to say, Vinay, that oftentimes even the most important questions don't have any answer and they don't necessarily need to have an answer. So these are like imponderables, which are not merely difficult to have an answer to, but are impossible to have an answer to. And then there's an important distinction between what is difficult and what is impossible. Impossible being something that is just not doable. So it's more like a coin flip where, you know, your likelihood of being right is 50% and you don't know when. So with that as caveat, I would say that our approach is to always think of the market as factoring in the macro concerns, macro considerations. And at this time, I think those concerns that you mentioned about global growth, inflation and interest rates and so on and geopolitical tensions, those are more acutely being felt around the world. And India at this time, the market seems to believe is more isolated or insulated from those, though no market or no country in today's day and age is completely isolated or insulated, but the impact on India is expected to be much lower. So global growth, while there is a you know overcast of pessimism around the world in developed and EM world, in India, everyone is quite brilliant. It's a very optimistic and upbeat mood for businesses. Similarly, while inflation and interest rate pressures are there in India as well, but nowhere Uh, anywhere near what is being felt elsewhere in the developed world. Because remember, when we have 7-8% inflation, that's in context of 5% average inflation that we've always had over the last 20-30 years, 5-6%, right? So 7-8% does not feel that much different or that much painful. Whereas for Europe and US, which are used to 0-1-2% inflation, a 7-8% inflation is very troublesome. And the reason I think where India has not seen such a strong inflation relative to its normal is also in great part, in my view, though I'm no economist, but in great part to do with the consumption basket and the differences in the underlying basket. And then geopolitical tensions you mentioned, you know, again, India right now is being considered more as a safe haven, which is a somewhat of anomaly over time. India has not been generally regarded as a geopolitical safe haven, but what's going on right now in Europe, which is generally considered as a safe haven, what's going on uh, the tension between China and Taiwan. Uh, you know, all these end up making India a relatively safe haven. So people are companies in US, Europe and elsewhere are looking at India positively in terms of a sourcing base because 
every board every company are planning for you know contingencies and business continuity planning and all and india is considered now as a safer place to source from and that also is benefiting india so i would say yes the market is upbeat and positive because the market believes on all these factors that you mentioned india is relatively better off even if not insulated from what's going on globally thanks prashant that goes into the second question given your experience in international markets and been a leading em fund manager is it tina is is it that there's no other alternative for emerging market investors that they're investing in india or do you think fundamentally india is now positioned where foreign investors see that having that exposure to india is very critical going ahead i would say tina is a probably a little strong characterization but i would agree with you know directionally what you are saying see winner in my experience global investors have always had a positive view towards indian companies even if they are somewhat concerned about indian macro even when they are concerned about indian macro right so if you look at gem investors almost always they have an overweight on india regardless of the macro consider because they're just a, i think we are very fortunate to have a large number of very good companies and i have looked at companies everywhere in the world including having managed money in developed world as well as emerging world over the last you know two plus decades i truly agree with that assessment that india has a very uh, rich and diverse set of investment opportunities individual company wise right so that is one of the key reasons why india has always been overweight in gem portfolios globally having said that at this moment in addition to that strong bottom up opportunity set the macro environment is also relatively favorable for india so i would i mean it would be reasonable to expect that at this time the allocation to india is even higher than at other times though i would just add that look unlike the 2005 2006 7 time frame where there was an overall a rising tide within that india benefited because there was that bricks phenomenon and india was the eye of the bricks so there was in general a positive tailwind towards emerging markets because of variety of reasons within that bricks even more so and within that india benefited with massive inflows at the time today the context is somewhat different in that the global environment is still very fairly risk averse equities people are very hesitant to put money to emerging markets even more so because they are feared for variety of reasons like inflation rising interest rates and what not and there is a certain belief right or wrong that emerging markets suffer with rising rates and so on so within that context india is relatively good but the context is not so good right so that's why overall we have not seen very huge inflows in fact we have seen year to date very sizable outflows the last couple of months have been uh, you know the other way around but it's nowhere near the maximum you know when you see a huge influx of flows is when the global context is also positive and within that india is looking very well placed right now the global context is not that favorable but india's position within that is very solid relative position Thanks Prashant moving a little drilling down more to fundamentals of the markets how confident are you of the earnings cycle we have seen quite a strong recovery in earnings post covid and this has been across various sectors where do you think the greatest earnings resilience is in the indian markets right now certainly certainly 
सो अगेन दिस इज वन ऑफ दोस्टिंगशन एंड वी ऑल नो domestic cyclicals are generally expected to have a very good showing and we are talking about just in our corporate earnings not necessarily equity prices because equity prices very well know this fact it's not that equity prices don't know that the domestic cyclicals are going to be strong so capex cycle has turned up after quite a long while so companies in the capital goods sector are expected to show very strong earnings growth year over year or over a 3 year period because after almost more than a decade they are seeing a very strong capital cycle so from suppressed level they are seeing very robust earnings growth similarly we think financial services sector is going to see very strong earnings trajectory because they've taken the asset quality has never been i mean in long time not been as strong as it is they are already getting cleaned up the balance sheets and during covid most of the banks have taken excess provision of financial most financials have taken excess provisions so there is the credit cost going forward in the at least in the next few years likely to be very subdued and uh, lending growth is likely to be very robust so again financials are also domestic cyclicals so i would say these capital goods and uh, financial services and then there are other you know domestic uh, cyclicals to various degrees like discretionary consumption is also likely to uh, overall economic growth is going to be robust discretionary consumption is also going to show robust growth which includes things like automobiles and household durables and what not so those would be the areas where i think the market is expecting robust trajectory over the next 2 3 years finally coming to the last question prashant been a structural investor in indian markets and a long term propagand of the indian market where do you see the key trends are which are the key sectors or structural themes where you think investors should definitely have exposure if you want to play a 5 to 10 year decade story certainly vinay so see our view always has been that there is money to be made across the entire spectrum of the indian market be it large cap mid cap or small cap uh, be it you know domestic cyclicals or exports or be it any you know various sectors so i often say money has been made in the diamond business and money has been made in coal business as well in fact more money is made in coal business has been made in coal business and diamond business so one should never rule out money is really made you know stock specific um think of financial services as an example in the late 90s a lot of private sector banking licenses were given out and that has been a tremendous structural story but a lot of those private sector banks have gone nowhere in fact had to be bailed out or shut down um, basically bailed out whereas a few of handful of them have created lakhs of crores of value so the most money has been made in stock specific investment rather than you know thematic 
or sectoral. Given that career, I would say where our team finds most attractive opportunities, and it's more or less, you know, been the case for a long time period, is to begin with private sector financials because there are some outstanding franchises there run by very strong managements who are not just best in class within the Indian context, but best in class compared to anywhere in the world, um, global emerging markets or developed markets, right? So strong structural macro backdrop for the country over time. Within that, low credit penetration. Within that, continuous and structural market share gain from public sector to private sector. Within that, relatively, you know, comfortable. I won't say it is competitive, but it is, you know, manageable degree of uh, competition. And some outstanding managements make the sector very attractive for stock selection. And we, our team, has always found a lot of very good individual stock picking opportunities in private sector financial. So that's one I'd like to highlight. Second, more broadly, consumption. You know, as the economy grows, structural. We are talking structural here, right? You know, Vinay. So if the economy overall grows. you know mid to mid high single digits then discretionary consumption in particular over time would have very structural tailwinds and there too compared to anywhere in the world i say india has some of the finest companies some of the finest business models very well run many a times family owned businesses entrepreneurially driven businesses small mid large in of every you know variety and we do almost always find a lot of strong alpha opportunities in consumer or more particularly discretionary consumption and finally i think while it's not working that well over the last few months because everyone i mean the market is really you know gung ho about domestic cyclicals but i think from a structural perspective value added exports is also has been since a long time over the decades and today what i mean by value added exports value added exports is where india in general has a lot more higher proportion of value added exports than most of the other emerging markets and that our commodity exports are a lower component we have more of an engineering and higher human skill involved so our imports are like crude oil and other resources whereas our, our biggest exports are it services which is all value add human effort so our beat it exports or pharmaceutical exports or chemicals exports because we don't just do bulk commodity type chemicals but these are value add specialty chemicals and so on and also engineering goods uh, exports so value added exports again selectively many of these companies have done very well in the past and would continue to do so over the coming decades so these three areas private sector financials discretionary consumption and uh, value added exports is where our team has always found and and the areas structurally remains the case that there are a lot of investment attractive alpha opportunities thank you prashant so much for joining our podcast and taking out time i'm sure our investors would take your advice and they would try to see what is line in store for indian market i'd like to thank you vinay and to standard chartered bank for having me here on your podcast much appreciated Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered India Money Insights. Stay tuned for the latest updates and market trends by subscribing to our podcast. For more information, reach out to your Standard Chartered Relationship Manager or visit www.se.com/in.